Hello, welcome to the Utterly Geek Social Hour for this, the final week of September 2018. I'm Darren Bell. I'm joined by Stephen Petrella. Unfortunately, Wally, if you listen to Tuesday, he's still hungover. Yeah. It's taken him all week. It's Thursday guy. now. <laughs> Fucker's still hungover. Still playing that fucking New Game Plus on Spider-Man. That's still playing New... That, that one's actually probably true. <laughs> He's probably just doing... Wait, no, Thursday... No, he's probably not playing Spider-Man tonight. I think it's D&D. Anyway. That's true. He'll fake uh, sex for D&D and play Spider-Man. He'll fake sex. So, he'll still be hungover yeah. for D&D. Oh, man. I missed my whole endurance role, guys. Oh, I need to go play Spider-Man. But no, Steve and I are here to discuss... In depth, a few of the games that we've been playing as of late. I know we have been really bad about our social hour monthly. Just kind of fell off the wayside, so we're going back to weekly. I think it's better. I like these conversations. Mm -hmm. It lets me dig into some things that I haven't played and let me know whether or not I really should pick them up or pay them any mind. Yeah. Uh, Steve, what have you been playing? Um... I'll start off by saying I played, I've been playing Salt and Sanctuary quite a bit on the Switch, and yeah, I have it on PC, but I really liked it on PC. But I just felt like I wanted it portable. Like, well, I was mm-hmm. I was gone and bored one day, and I was like, "Fuck, do I have? Is there Wi-Fi here? Yes, I want to play a game. I'll play Salt and Sanctuary. I'll buy <laughs> Salt and Sanctuary." So then I bought it, and yeah, I really like it. I think it actually ported really well, and I was kind of worried that it wouldn't, but I think <clears throat> it just feels really good. I don't know. It's a weird... I guess it's just because it's that little... T- it's that small side-scroller type game. You know? Yeah. And I think they just... Those type of games might just port really well to the Switch. Um, I don't know. It just feels... it's. Yeah, it just how's how's the frame rate on that? Is that consistent? Is that it's, smooth? It seems to be really smooth. Like I haven't run into okay. any issues. Like I've only played the first two bosses, so but so I haven't gotten too far. But the first two right. bosses, I didn't really see any issues or anything like that. Where I was like, oh, okay, it's like I didn't see any issues where it felt like it was laggy a little bit or anything like that. It felt it felt really good. Um, so refresh my memory to Salt and Sanctuary. That's the side-scrolling Souls-like it's, yep. made by an indie team, right? Yeah, it's the side-scrolling Souls-like, and um, I mean, yeah, it's pretty much Dark Souls, just side-scrolling. It's a little more tongue-in-cheek and funny. Um, mm. Like the the bosses have funny names and stuff like that. It's the Queen of Smiles. The Queen of Smiles, yeah. It's. And it's just really well done. It's it's hard as fuck and it's infuriating, mm-hmm. and hopefully I don't break my switch over it. But oh, <laughs> no, I, it's 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 not like I don't know. It's it's just a really fun hard game, I guess I would say. Like it's yeah, it's kind of had my atten- like I've had my eye on it for a mm-hmm. real long time. And I feel like I already have the Dark Souls trilogy, but I've never actually played through them. I've got them on PC. And there's this sadistic voice in the back of my head that's like, you, sh- you should make another run at 
at Dark Souls. You should tr- you should really try to get into them this time more so than you did previously. But like I've got God of War that I need to play and a whole bunch of other stuff. And like I feel like that's one of those things that I'll eventually get to. But I really appreciate that kind of sensibility and design. Yeah. From a distance. Yeah, and I think Salt and Sanctuary. It's it's got that like Dark Souls style and feel, but it still feels like a like an old school side scroller. Right. You know, huh. like, yeah, and that's where I think I re- that's where I really enjoy it because I love I just love old school side scrolling games. It's just can you Goomba stomp, or is it more like Metroid where you take damage if you touch the enemy? Um, you can't stomp on guys. The only that if you touch the enemy, they don't deal any damage. It's only if they hit you. Oh, if they're actively attacking. If they're actively attacking, yeah. You gotcha. can you can run into the enemy, but um yeah. And you can like do your you can roll like through the enemy basically, you know, and do your dodge. Stamina bars, all yeah. that yeah, stuff. Yeah, you have the stamina bar and the stamina bar sucks because I never pay attention to it. I'm like <laughs> Why didn't I fucking roll? That's oh, kind my of the stamina point, bar right? Is yeah. <laughs> I just never pay any attention to it. I always forget it's even there because it's like Good job. It's it's one of those things where in a side-scrolling game you don't think about it, you know. Like just for me right. at least, you're so I'm so used to playing all these other types of side scrollers where they, I mean, they don't have stamina bars, and this one does. So I just don't think about it. It just doesn't cross my mind until I'm already out of stamina, and then I'm like, oh fuck, there it is. And then you remember it during that battle, you know. You're like, oh, a stamina bar, huh? But then you get into the next like big heated battle and you just forget about it again. <laughs> Son Fuck. of a bitch. But yeah, it's nice. it's a very good game. And if you like infuriating side scrolling Dark Souls esque games, pick you should pick yeah. it up. I highly I highly recommend it. It's just a cool little thing. But you'd recommend the Switch port over the PC port in your If you have Switch, experience. I think yeah, I think Right for right now, yeah, I'm really enjoying it on the Switch. I mean, it's good on PC, but I just feel like they just—I don't know—it just feels nice on the Switch to me. They nailed it there. Yeah, they nailed it. I really, yeah. I mean, cool. I think yeah, I think little indie companies are are nailing the Switch right now, and it's great to see. Yeah, I you know I got to thinking about that this month. I'm like, you know, the Switch. The Switch has been selling like hotcakes. It's been having another hell of a year, but really, there aren't a lot of gigantic new games coming to it. It's all indie ports, yeah, which is great because it's keeping it afloat, and that's what people want on that. But at the same time, Nintendo's really got to step up their game next year if this is what they're going to do. Like, Smash Brothers is their big game this year. Yeah. That's it. I mean, look at their E3. It was 30 minutes of Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, uh, next year, I'm sure we're gonna see Metroid, or you know, maybe hopefully. Well, we we're gonna get Animal Crossing. Animal we're gonna Crossing. get Fire Emblem, and then God knows what else. Yeah, 
I think, well, at, le- at least hopefully some gameplay footage of Metroid. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, right? Yeah. Well, the thing is, we still don't know what Rare is working, or Rare, what Retro is working on. They yeah. tweeted out earlier this week, they're like, yeah, it's 20 years, we're 20 years old. And then you realize they haven't released a game in five years for 25% of their life. Yeah. We have no idea what they've been working on. Yeah. What the fuck are they working on? <laughs> That's, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. What else you get up to? Um I played this little tiny game called Minute and I really fucking like that game. It's so it's basically the, a game that looks like Zelda on the Game Boy. It looks like Link's Link's Awakening. Okay, monochromatic. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's monochromatic. It's yeah, it just looks like a Game Boy game. Um and it even like I mean, even the screen is just on the Switch is just a tiny little box in the middle, so it feels like you're playing. <laughs> it really feels like you're playing a damn Game Boy game, and it is just so well done. So the so it looks like it's like a Zelda type adventure game. It doesn't use the full screen real estate. It uses it does that's not, that's it, ballsy. That's nice. Yeah, I like that. It, yeah, it is just a little cube in the middle. <laughs> that's it's awesome. It's so fucking cute. Like it's just such a cute little looking game, but um. Yeah, so it's like a it's like Zelda, but you only so you you find a sword, and then you only have sixty seconds to do what you got to do, basically, and then you die. You start from your house, but you have all your whatever you collected, you keep it. So like you go to your whatever area you discovered, you know what's there, blah blah blah. So it's like you're unlocking. You only have sixty seconds to unlock the world or or oh, gotcha. finish puzzles. So you're moving from place to place, and it's just, it's just a really well executed, neat little idea. Um, yeah, I just it's it's just a different take on like an adventure, like discovering a world. So it's not. I mean, if you if they didn't do that, it would be a really short game. And I just like that idea. I just like that premise. The, there wouldn't be anything new brought to the table. Yeah, there'd either. be nothing, the whole yeah. idea that you only have sixty seconds to accomplish a thing. Yeah, every exactly. time. It's just a cool way. It, it's still just a really short game, and it leaves you wanting more. But I think that's, in a sense, that's a good thing for a game like that, where it's just like hopefully they come out with another style of game where they kind of build on that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's just a really cool little premise. It's funny. Like, they just do really funny things where um, you go to this lighthouse and there's a little, there's a turtle. And if you listen to him talk, you'll fucking die because he talks so slow. (laughs) He talks like one letter at a time. So it's like, you can sit there basically until you die while he's talking to you. And it's just, it's just funny little things that that game does (laughs) that are just really fucking cool. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I didn't 100% it, but I mostly beat it. So You were satisfied. I w- I'm satisfied with what I did. I, I probably right. will go back to it and maybe try to 100% it, but I'm satisfied with, with what I did. But, yeah, I think it's I think it's worth the purchase. I, I mean, I think I think it's only like 10 bucks. Right. So I, I, I think it's worth it if you – Especially if you're like traveling somewhere and you have, you know, it's like going to be two or three hours. You can finish that game, so you have oh, yeah. two or three hours of this game, you know. And it's just like, so it'll be a satisfying travel for you. 
There's something to be said for that type of game where you can just sit down and a couple hours bang it out and and mm-hmm. get and see everything that it has to offer. Yeah. It's something really oddly satisfying about that. It is. Spending an afternoon. Yeah, it really is. For me it's if if they're telling you a nice little story and they're doing it in a way that ha- really hasn't been done before, I can I really appreciate that. I, I don't need it to be 20 hours, you know. I'm fine right. with it being the two and a half, three hours that it is and giving me that experience, you know. So Right. Yeah, I really like what they did there and if you haven't seen it or heard about it, check it out. Yeah, there's a giant bomb quick look that I think really highlights that. They they really highlight the turtle dude because oh, he's like their favorite. <laughs> I love the it's turtle good. dude. It's real good. Nothing else from you then? Actually, I I was thinking about it too. I did play I did buy uh Ikaruga for the Switch too. Oh shit, that's right. That came out on that. Yeah. And that's got that's in you can play that in portrait mode, right? I think you can. I haven't tried it yet. I actually haven't put too many too much time into it, probably like 45 minutes. So I didn't try portrait mode. Um Yeah, that game's fun. The I'll say like my biggest issues with that game on the Switch or it might just be that game in general since I haven't played it in so long. It's just like when you die and it re boot your game it takes so like it goes through all of these different little save point things and it takes it's just awkward it just takes it doesn't it takes too long to get back to the it takes a long time yeah it's like i wish it would just like hey retry x to retry or whatever whatever button to retry and then boom you're back from the start again because i don't know it just for a game like that it takes you out of it because it is such a fast-paced game and it's an arcade game so you die yeah, arcade shmup all, yeah so. you die and you start all the way back to the beginning you know so what so it t- really takes you out of it when it's like saving saving it and it takes like two minutes and it's like okay come on this is a tiny yeah. little game it shouldn't have that type of loading in it you know but other than that it's really good like it's a really fun game and um it's crazy. It's one of those games that just your brain is like, "Fuck! I can't see the screen. I can't see what's going on." Yeah, is- because isn't isn't that the bullet hell where you have the polarity thing where you can yeah. switch between light and dark, and that mm-hmm. depend that determines what bullets you can move through and which ones you can't. Yeah. So there's a th- like a whole added layer to bullet dodging, and then yeah, it, yeah. it is really intricate. Your brain has to, like, you really have to, like, get used to it because it is. Right. It's so, like, it. the screen is filled with bullets. Apologies, but technical difficulties ruined this section of the podcast. We join back up with Darren talking about Donut County. Awesome. So, in the vein of tiny games that you can hammer out in a couple of hours, Donut County is an incredible game that I highly recommend everyone pick up. Uh, it's a, I think it's like $12 on Steam, on Steam 12 or 13 uh, It's an incredible soundtrack, and the entire premise is, well, you play as a variety of people, but you're primarily this raccoon named BT who works for a donut shop in Donut County that delivers quote-unquote donuts to people. 
when you deliver a donut, it's a hole in the ground that as things fall into it, the hole gets bigger, kind of like a Katamari. But you get these interesting little, like, puzzles where if you, let's say you drop a campfire into the hole, the hole is now on fire, and you can use that to solve certain other puzzles or things like that. It gets a bit more elaborate, but nothing too strenuous. Mm -hmm. It's much more about the story of swallowing this town down this hole. And BT is a really fucking cool character. He's a lovable asshole. But... The soundtrack is on Google Play. You you should listen. Oh, to that. Nice. You should listen to that soundtrack, Steve. Yeah, yeah. I've heard it's really good. I've heard really good things about it. I mean, even if you don't play the game, you should listen to that fucking soundtrack. <clears throat> no, I'm definitely gonna play that game. I really want to play that game. So. And it's only like two hours, two and a half hours. Yeah, it's definitely my style of game, my type of game. So. Yeah, it's real fucking cool. Donut Donut County is is real fucking cool. You heard it here endorsed uh but thematically on the opposite end i've also been playing a whole shit ton of frostpunk frostpunk is the next game from the same company that made this war of mine Hmm. so you can already know the tone is fucking desperate and nasty it is a suffer sim Mm -hmm. but it's a it's a strategy city builder The entire premise is that the world has frozen. And in order to save humanity, a lot of giant cities have built these pits in the Arctic that are surrounding giant, like, coal furnaces. So the entire game basically is keep people healthy, alive, and warm. Because the temperature continually drops the longer you survive. Okay. And I've gotten through and I've completed the first scenario. I like complete, complete. There's two ways to end it. So either you survive beyond 20 days, which unlocks three additional scenarios, which I haven't beat any of those. Those get a lot fucking harder. But they're very unique. So the first one is just basically survive. Survive this storm. The only other one I've attempted is keeping these seed arcs alive which are the last of the world's seed banks. So you have to keep them warm throughout the storm. And you have to keep them from freezing, which means keeping their internal temperature above a certain level. And that's how they deal with temperature is that it drops in quote-unquote levels. Okay. And each level is roughly 10 or 20 degrees Celsius. I, I don't pay attention to the actual number. I just see how people are. But you have to leverage your technology advancements like, oh, do do I want to invest in people who gather resources quicker or do I want to gather or research better insulation on their homes and workplaces so that they don't get sick as often? Because if they're sick, mm-hmm. they can't work, they can't produce. Yeah. But then you also have to make really tough policy decisions because you're a mayor, you're like the elected official of this place. And the two things you really have to worry about are people's hope and their discontent. If their discontent ever maxes out, they kick your ass out into the wilderness and you die. If their hope ever drops all the way to zero, they kick your ass out. Or they might just straight murder you. I've never (laughs) had that happen. I've had their discontent explode. 
But you have to make tough choices because you also have children to take care of, right? So they eat, but they do nothing else. Mm-hmm. Unless you sign child labor laws. <laughs> or you sign other laws that mean, oh, well, we can make this food more filling by fucking filling it with sawdust. Which means people are going to get sicker, but they don't have to eat as much. So how do you stretch your food rations? Like You make really tough fucking choices. And random events will pop up that will affect people's hope and discontent. And you just have to have their hope and discontent at the correct points when those happen. The first mm-hmm. scenario is very much dealing with those random events that aren't so random when you play through it again. Uh, it's it's fascinating, and it really got me hooked. I think I've already put in like 20 hours to this game. Yeah, I really like the idea of that game. I just like... I don't know. It's just a really cool like way i don't know you you make people feel bad about their choices but that's really the only choice that you have to make yeah shitty ones there's it's like this go ahead it's like this world of like shit and it's like okay how do i get out of this i have to do something shitty yeah i just fucking i really like that premise it kind of just the like i think the the like the thought of it just reminds me of this the style of uh papers please yeah where it's like just feeling really shitty about doing something like i have to make a choice neither of them is ideal yeah like okay so for example early on as a part of a policy you have to decide what to do with your dead right because if you don't they're just going to sit in the street and they're going to make people sick yeah. So do you go and do you maintain that we are a civilized society and have a ceremonial burial, which means you have to build a graveyard, and whenever there is a death, their loved ones, their families, because all of your workers are mapped out in their whole family tree. Mm-hmm. If someone dies, then everyone in that family takes like half a day off of work which means they're not producing as much. You're not getting as much resources to keep everyone alive. Or do you just build a fucking ice pit and hurl the bodies into that? Which <laughs> makes people real upset, but they don't have the time off. And you can actually use the bodies later on in that way for like organ transplants or even kind of worse as fertilizer for your greenhouses. Which makes people real upset, but it really bumps up your food production. It's, yeah, that game's fucked up. And it does an amazing thing once you actually make it through the storm of the first event. Like, that ending sequence is real fucking cool. I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to ruin it. But it, it is one of the only times a strategy game has made me go, oh, fucking wow. <laughs> it's... I highly recommend Frostpunk as a weird-ass single-player strategy game. They they just dropped the fourth and final event, actually, in that, the fourth scenario. I don't know what the third one is because they eased up the requirements to, to get to that one. You were supposed to originally play the first scenario for 20 days to unlock the second event, and then the second event you were supposed to play for 30 days to unlock the third 
But that second event is fucking difficult as hell. Because you're not getting more people. You're you're really limited on your number of workers in that one. Okay. Because it's... The worst thing about Frostpunk is the name Frostpunk. It's real <laughs> fucking bad. I don't like it. Yeah. But the idea is that it's Frostpunk Victorian England. Mm-hmm. It's... It's highly... I mm, Play Frostpunk. <laughs> if you have any interest in it, I, I would say go for it. Jump in. It's got a really good tutorial. By the second time through, your second time, you'll do a lot better. <laughs> you'll figure <laughs> shit out. Uh, yeah, the the choices they make you make in the tech tree are what makes that game. They, there's also weird random scenarios that'll pop up like, oh, hey, this dude really wants to figure some stuff out. Do you want to give him this critical resource that you don't get a shit ton of? Mm-hmm. To let him do this thing, like, that stuff happens all the time. Uh, back to lighter stuff. I downloaded the demo for Forza Horizon Four on PC. A, that's a solid fucking port. I can max everything out, and I average around fifty frames, but it's it mm-hmm. never drops to thirty. It's a really fucking solid port, and I don't have a cutting edge machine. Yeah. It's also a really fucking good racing game, like an arcade racer. Nice. The demo will take you through, like, the four seasons. It'll go, like, oh, hey, by the way, here's Forza. Let's start off. This is autumn. This is winter. This is spring. This is summer. And that's considered finishing the demo. Mm -hmm. But it will let you just fucking straight up play the game. But you can't save it. Okay. I haven't reached a point where it's like, nope, this is the end end of the demo. You're fucking cut off. Don't play anymore. And I've played it for two or two and a half hours, I think. It's it's a really fucking solid racing game. And I kind of want to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, I've played some Forza games, and I always enjoyed them. I always thought they were pretty, pretty solid racers. Um, I have been... I haven't. I mean, I haven't touched the demo or anything, but I've seen uh, clips of people playing it, and it does look pretty fucking good. Like it, it looks really nice. Visually, it's fucking. Yeah. It's no. It's real nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, like racing games don't really grab me all that often. Outside of like Mario Kart, but I don't really count that. Yeah. Uh, but this this one, I might I might have to pick it up. I might have to pick it up. They let you, nice. they let you custom make your uh, license plate in this one, like okay. letter for letter. So I tried to put in Doctor Fox F U C H S, but oh. that didn't pass the content filter. Oh jeez! <laughs> They're like, no, this is we can't we can't do this. We can't have you driving around with that. <laughs> like, damn it. Okay, fine. <laughs> So I was going to put in dipshit, but yeah, of course, the content filter would catch that, but it doesn't catch dipship, so I am <laughs> piloting the dipship, and it's it's beautiful. It controls really, really well. I'm using an Xbox One controller on PC, and it actually uses the, uh, and I forgot the controller had this, the rumble in the triggers for, like, your gas okay. and your brake. 
So you feel it actually push back on you at points. Oh, it's nice. it's really cool. It's really good. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's I if you're interested, I would say download it. Download the demo. You have to specifically search Forza Horizon for a demo in the Microsoft Store because fucking of course okay. you do. It's impossible to navigate that thing. Yeah. But yeah, I I would say download that. See how it runs on your PC. At least give it through the four seasons so that you really get a feel for it. It it feels very different to play in each of the four seasons. Okay. Which I which was a concern seeing all the demos and everything. Oh, seasons change everything. Bullshit. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Tell me fall and spring are different. And yeah, they actually make them feel different. It's it's nice. And the radio stations are kind of shit, but that's that's Forza. That's fine. Yeah. And bring back the nope GTA. I forget what GTA it was, but one of them you had you could create your own radio station, so you could like upload your own songs onto the game, you or onto the system and play it. Uh, are you talking console releases? Cause, yeah, yeah, I think it was on console. I think that was the Xbox versions because you could do that in the PC ones. They just had a directory where you could just dump mm. MP3s for a real long time. I think that was a problem in five on PCs that they didn't allow that. Mm. I might be misremembering. Yeah, yeah, I didn't have it on PC, so I don't know. So yeah, the the weird thing with Forza is that influence is actually a currency in the game that you use to level up and you gain influence by doing your races what's real fucked up and kind of makes sense it's kind of funny it uses mixer microsoft's streaming service you gain additional influence if you play the game on mixer and also, if you watch other people play the game on Mixer. <laughs> okay. So it's like, all of this makes sense. It's real fucking stupid. Congratulations, Microsoft. <laughs> Here's a list of things I will never do to get experience in your game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was it Was it Forza last year, which was the one that was based off of loot boxes generating random cars and that's how you leveled up was owning more cars i'm not sure if that was for the that was all racing game last year i know that i wonder i think i think it was forza i haven't seen any indication of loot box type shit in forza 4 Mm -hmm. though good so I don't know how you unlock cars, because in the demo they just kind of go like, "Here's this event with this car. Here's this event with this other car." So, yeah, download the demo. Give it, give it a shot, because I I really want to see what that looks like once it opens up into, hey, it's all interconnected, and I have a feeling that that's where the demo ends, is once it actually starts going. Okay, now you're on the live servers. Yeah. But I do see other people who use Xbox, their names over cars, and they have to be AI because these people would never mm-hmm. touch Forza. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the only other thing, I've been bouncing in and out of Dead Cells on Switch. 
because that that game's great just to pick up, play around, and then put mm-hmm. it back down. I will say they have patched it, and the performance is a lot better. It's still not perfect, but if you want to have it perfect and like running super smooth, they've added an option to lock it at thirty frames. Okay. So at least that's an option. It's not ideal, but it'll if you want it to be a smooth performance, you can do that. Mm-hmm. And Dead Cells is still real good. Yeah. That'll be it for me. I think that'll be it for our new social hour. Social half hour. We'll call it a social hour still. Yeah. Thank you for joining us, and hopefully we'll be back up to our full fleet next week. Join us then. We will be live streaming these out on Monday. The audio recordings will go up on Thursdays. On your podcatcher of choice. Mm-hmm. Follow us. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. <laughs>